Chapter Nine of But Thy Love and Thy Grace by Francis J. Finnish J. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Chapter Nine. Regina started blithely up the pair of stairs that led to her rooms, but her pace became perceptibly slower as she neared the first landing. On reaching it, she paused to get her breath. As she stood there, all the events of the last few hours came back in a panorama. The crowd, the lights, the winning of the ring, the loss of her lover, the visit to the church, the spiritual reading, Miss Stephen's story, the interview with Mr. Fairweather, her first carriage ride. And now the ring was gone, her first and last toy. Dear, dear, she gasped, it seems years since I won that ring, years and years since I left the hall. I must have lived half my life tonight. And indeed she had. Then she toiled painfully, laboriously up to the next landing, where she paused again. Regina was utterly worn out. It was in very truth a long, long time since she won the diamond ring, and she needed rest sorely, sorely. She started up for the last landing, when having made but a few steps, she was seized with a violent fit of coughing. When she took her handkerchief from her lips, it was stained with blood. She looked at it in the dim light, and suddenly grew very faint and dizzy. She swayed and tottered. Hello, cried a voice at her ear, though to her it sounded far away. What's the matter, my girl? Let me help you. The man, apparently a doctor, who thus addressed her, was on his way downstairs, and reached the fainting girl in time to prevent her from falling. With little difficulty, she was very light, he helped her up to her room. Mrs. Stevens, who had heard them without, showed him the way. "'Here, here,' said Regina faintly, reaching out her hand to Mrs. Stevens. It was a twenty-dollar bill. The doctor, meanwhile, had taken Regina's handkerchief and brought it over to the light. "'Arterial,' he murmured to himself. He approached the bed upon which Mrs. Stevens had laid Regina and made a hurried but careful examination of the new patient. "'Is she very ill?' asked Mrs. Stevens. I should say that in all probability she has been very ill for many months. And so this is the girl who won the diamond? How did you know that, sir? cried Mrs. Stevens. Mr. Fairweather telephoned me the whole thing. The ring is gone, Mrs. Stevens observed. The doctor glanced at Regina. Her eyes were closed. She seemed to be asleep. Yes. It is gone, he assented, but she will never need it, poor child. But Regina was not asleep. She heard every word, and she understood. Yes, she would never need it. Then her heart rose to her best beloved, to him who had brought her safely along the thorny path. Give me but thy love and thy grace, she whispered, for these are sufficient for me. But thy love and thy grace but thy love and thy grace. And she received his love and his grace, and in the receiving her heart throbbed with a bliss seldom known upon earth, for his love and his grace were indeed sufficient. End of chapter 9 End of But Thy Love and Thy Grace by Francis J. Finn, S. J.